The Chris Sheeran Show, only on YesNetwork.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the super fantastic Chris Sheeran Fun Hour. <laughs> this is the uh, NFL Championship Weekend Preview Show Spectacular, hosted by that guy that used to do the uh, Sabado Gigante show. Gigante! Don Francisco! No, he's not here, and neither are any of the women, which is very depressing. So That was always fun to watch as a kid, because I had no idea what was going on, but it looked like a blast. Didn't know what they were saying, and didn't care. Still don't. I actually. do know that that means Giant Saturday now, but like, yes. yeah, that's, that's all I got. And uh, trust me, if you didn't get to see that when you were growing up, or had no experience with it... It was a gigantic Saturday. Yes, it was. <laughs> in every sense of the word. Anyway, it'll be a gigantic Sunday in the NFL. So Sunday Gigante or Gigante or however you pronounce it. Dominic, Dominico? Um, Sabido Domingo. Domingo, that's it. Yeah, Domingo. Domenico is Italian. Uh, but now that we're done with our language lesson, we will talk about these uh, playoff games. Uh, and the early game is the AFC Championship. Mm -hmm. uh, between the Broncos and the Patriots. Patriots going out to Denver to take on... Uh, Brady Manning, 17. Yeah, I, I'm so sick of it. I, I can't take it's it. He's got more sequels than Saw at this uh, point. You know, the only one really that should be excited for this is Gary Myers because he has a book about the two and the rivalry and everything else. And I did want Gary to come on and talk about it. But, you know, when you have a choice you know, to go on this show or... WFAN, I guess you're going to go on WFAN. Well, he's on the Michael K show today as well. Yeah, I know. So I just didn't want to bring that up. But he, I did reach out and no response. Anyway. I could just, like, totally clip in that audio. Good luck with the book, Gary. Good luck. Anyway, uh, I know it's doing well. But, you know, wanted to have you on. Wanted to pump you up a little bit. Friend of the show. Friend of mine from days of Twiff and doing the Giants Super Bowl parade. It's okay. Anyway, moving on. It's the uh, 10th conference title game for Tom Brady. It's not too shabby, huh? Yeah. Uh, he's 11-5 and five in his career against uh, Peyton Manning. However, Manning has won the last two postseason matchups. Manning is also 3-0 and in title games since losing in 2003-2. Drumroll! Tom Brady. Uh, Manning this year. Now, look, this is what we were talking about downstairs uh, before we came up here. Cole um, DeRosa, who works here at Yes, is a Jihugic Denver Broncos fan. Yeah, he's he's somewhere right below, like, super fan number 99. Yeah, uh, and he's struggled, you know, the post-Elway era, Jake the Snake, and all those other quarterbacks that they tried to roll in there and tried to do something and get something done with. That's why they brought in Peyton Manning. Tim Tebow. Honest. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Uh, he did win a playoff game. He did. Something that uh, Andy Dalton still hasn't done. Even though he was hurt, can't get on his case, he, he didn't lose that game. Uh, the defense did. But anyway, um, what I was saying, he has nine touchdowns and 17 interceptions in 10 regular season games this year. Take away, and now take away that one game where he imploded, where the injury got to him, and he I, had the, what, four or five picks? I think it was four, and I get it. That's it's still fine, not a good even number. Even when he was healthy? Yeah. He had six pick games. He did. In like the, the prime of his career. I think he threw six against the Steelers. In What's what I'm saying is this, this, this year, even with it, that game taken out, his numbers are not great. Look, the bottom line is Peyton Manning is one of the all-time great quarterbacks. He's one of the best that ever put on a uniform, shoulder pads, helmet, whatever. 
I get it. But if you haven't seen, you know, Red Zone or, you know, if you live in that area and you could watch every game or you have direct TV, what have you, I've seen a lot of Peyton Manning's games this year. They ain't good. I, I took Demarius Thomas in the first round of my fantasy draft, and I actually, after my pick, which was the second, started a trend of people picking wide receivers beneath me. And that was the – I went 1-12 this year. This is the first year in three years that I didn't make the championship game. Did you have a cool name like First and Ted or Behind the Steel Curtain? Uh, it was Nine Finger Death Punch in mm. honor of – JPP? Yes. And my brother's favorite death Five metal Five-finger death punch? Band. Well, yeah. they used to be death metal. Now they're kind of getting into the mainstream. But anyway, that's another topic for another day. Maybe we'll bring in Jack Curry to talk about Five-finger death punch. Um, if you haven't seen the decline in Peyton Manning, it, you're blind. I, the guy is not what he used to be. In order for the Broncos to win this game, and Lou and I can go back and forth with this, but I just want to get this point out there immediately. If the Broncos are going to win, and same thing I told Cole downstairs, and he's very realistic, he said he could very well see this game 35-10 New England. And that's not, you know, trying to play that, cautious optimism and you know the reverse psychology to get him thinking that they're going to win he thinks like 80 percent of them thinks it's going to be a blowout mm -hmm. the only way it's not a blowout denver has a tremendous defense they are number one overall this season they are number one against the pass they are number three against the run in the nfl and that's, that's why they won 12 games. This right. Year. Let's be fair. Yeah. It was not the no. offense. No. It was not Peyton Manning and Brock Osweiler because no. they were winning games. They were squeaking them out. Peyton Manning, before I came up here, I read something really quick, and he is, and it's sad. He's become a game manager, and that's to my point. The only way the Broncos win this game is if they could have long, sustained drives with a running game is a big factor. That's yep. it. They need to keep the they need to play keep away. They need to play monkey in the middle with Tom Brady. You have to imagine um Gary Kubiak on one end, Peyton Manning on the other, Tom Brady in the middle, and they don't let him get the ball. Or maybe DeMarcus Ware on the other end cuz he's on the defense. Mm -hmm. Didn't mean to leave the defense out. But that's the only way in my eyes that the Denver Broncos are advancing to the Super Bowl. If not here we go with the freaking Patriots again. You know, the, the Steelers-Broncos game last week was not great. There was some good drama in the end, but it was not a great game by either team. And the Steelers are playing with Big Ben Hurt, no D'Angelo, no Antonio Brown. I mean, they're starting Fitz Toussaint and Marcus Wheaton. But that's the type of game, don't you agree, that the Broncos have to be in if they're going to win this. Yes. Something that's a one-point deficit, a two-point deficit late in the game. They're not coming back from a ten-point deficit. They're not. No. They're just not. No, that was going to be my point. Is That they, that was the game against you know a team that was so banged up. They, they, they would have had no chance under most circumstances. The Patriots are not that. So, yes, this very well could be a New England blowout because if they get to Denver's defense – Denver's offense isn't necessarily going to get to the Patriots' defense and put up a, a ton of points on them. It's going to be on Denver's defense to carry them. And you know what? You, you know, everyone knows the story of Willis Reed coming out of the mm -hmm. tunnel and all that, and it was Game 7 and mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. 
That's kind of what Denver needs out of Manning. It's like, look, we need 120 minutes of Peyton Manning yeah, you need that, for the rest of your life. You need that two weeks in a row, right, 120 minutes. It's like that scene in Varsity Blues. Right. right? we got 30 minutes right. for the next exactly. 30 years of our life. Exactly. Let's be heroes. Exactly. That's what they need out of Peyton Manning. Couldn't have, couldn't have put that any better, Lou. That's, that's what couldn't they need. Couldn't have put that any better. That's what they need out of the greatest quarterback in and, NFL history. And this is what their defense needs to do. You know, they got to put their money where their mouth is. Or in this case, they got to put their rankings where their mouth is. And, uh, you know, Brady comes in, 36 touchdowns, which is an NFL high, just seven interceptions. That's a pretty good ratio. Pretty, 30, pretty good. 36 touchdowns in a passing league being the NFL high shows you just how much parity and how many yeah. injured or ineffective quarterbacks there were in the NFL this year. That's a 5-to-1 ratio, by the way. Um, Granted, Phillip Rivers, two starting wide receivers at the end were Charlie Banks and the the stick figure on a spring Charlie Banks that Paul Blake throws to uh, <laughs> in necessary roughness. But I digress. <sighs> but the Pats uh, scored an AFC high along with Brady's NFL high 36 TDs, an AFC high uh, just over 29 points per game. Uh, the top two uh, offensive teams uh, in the scoring department are in the other title game. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, but we got to finish. I mean, I can't say this enough. This game is either going to be a tight Broncos victory, like 17-16 or 16-13, something low scoring. Uh, first team to 20 might win. Yeah, I, I, it's either going to be like the first Super Bowl between the Giants and Patriots where someone quipped before the game. I think it was uh, Plaxico Burris predicted a 17-14 Giants win. And Tom Brady said, huh, we're only going to score 14 points. Huh, you only scored 14 points. <laughs> yeah. So it's either going to be that or it's going to be a situation where early in the game, much like we saw in the Super Bowl between the Seahawks and Broncos, first snap goes over Peyton Manning's head. Already there's a safety and away we go. Uh, a big turnover early on, a pick six. That is going to, I don't care if they're home, that'll deflate that crowd. Yep. The defense for Denver has to turn the Patriots over. The defense has to win this game. That's the way it's going to be. And it's really weird saying that with a Peyton Manning run offense, but the, the, he's not winning this game. No. And there's a lot of talk about maybe this might be the last Brady Manning. Good. Yeah. For the love of God, enough. <laughs> the Patriots do play the Broncos next year because they both finished first in their division. So I, I don't know how the AFC matches up in terms of division versus division schedule. But either way, they're guaranteed to play each other next year because they both won their division. So if Peyton sticks around and does something, oh, there could God. be Brady Manning 18. But, I and mean. You have all these people. Making excuse uh, his plantar fascia, you know, he tore that in July and he didn't want to sit out. And I get it. He's tough, whatever. My foot hurts and I can't throw. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I just, I get it. You know, it's his plant foot. He, he can't get anything underneath his throws. If you're, see, to me, and, and people might disagree with me. My partner might disagree with me here. I get there's a line. There's a fine line between being a quote unquote tough guy and hurting your team, being a detriment because you're hurt. Yeah. And he skated that line and went over that line. In my eyes, I know he doesn't want to sit out. I know he wants to play hurt. I but by doing that, 
I don't know. He he, he could have cost them a couple. Here's wins. the thing with Peyton Manning. It, not that it would have mattered. Not I mean, that it mattered. Championship right. game. Yeah. But. Here's the thing with Peyton Manning is that five, six, seven years ago, three years ago, maybe even when he right after he came back from the neck surgery, he had the arm strength to overcome or compensate for if his foot's bothering him, if he can't step into his throws. You know, you look at somebody like Michael Vick who can throw on the run. You know, Russell Wilson, guys like that, they, they have to have that arm strength to be able to throw on the run. So if they're in the pocket and something's bothering like that, they still have the arm strength. Peyton Manning, after this neck injury and as time has gone on, he doesn't have the arm strength when he's fully healthy anymore to be that guy, let alone now. So like you said, it might have to be a run-heavy offense. Don't look for Emmanuel Sanders to go 70 yards down the field and catch a bomb. It's not going to happen. No. Not unless it's a 10-yard slant and he takes it the rest of the way. Right. Yeah, the, that ship has sailed with, with Peyton Manning and, and the Broncos. And just just a case in point, that game-winning drive against the Steelers, going back to what we were talking about earlier here, 13 plays, 65 yards. That's, well, that's a five-yard play average. Mostly on the five-yard gr- average yeah, play. Mostly on the ground. And that's the drive that was able to knock Pittsburgh out in a big fumble by Toussaint. And, you know, if Pittsburgh is completely healthy in that game, maybe it's a different story. You know, Roethlisberger didn't make. Again, they're missing their all-world receiver. They're yeah. down to their third-string running yeah. back, really, because Le'Veon Bell and D'Angelo Williams both out. That had to be a tough break for the Steelers. And you know what? The Steelers, fully healthy, could have went into Foxborough and, and beaten the Patriots. The I Steelers, think. full healthy, would not have all season would not have been the sixth seed. No, not at all. So, Let's be fair. having said that... Um, Time for our predictions for the AFC title game before we move on to the NFC championship game. And uh, I'm going to say, I'm going with my gut here and my head. I just, I love the Broncos defense. They're not ranked in the top of the league for nothing. But if they are on the field for 40 minutes, it's going to make a difference. Yep. Uh, and Tom Brady has the type of offense that can do that. Patriots have shown they don't need a running game. Their running game is their short passing game, and they have killed teams. Killed them by doing this. When's the last time you've heard a big-name running back on the New England Patriots or a running back that's rushed for over 1,000 yards consistently from season to season? They've had big-name running backs, but in the tail end of their career. Curtis Martin. Corey Dillon was a big-name running back. But But I think Curtis Martin was the last one before he went to the Jets. Steven Jackson is a big-name running back, but now. now. Right. That's what what my point (laughs) is. They don't need that sledgehammer, that bazooka in the backfield. Their bazooka is under, under center. Tom Brady, yep, Mr. 199. And he's been doing it with Keyshawn Martin and Brandon LaFell and, uh, you know, Amendola when Edelman was out. He's been doing it with anybody they put out there. Brady's got 99 problems, and being picked in the first five rounds of the draft isn't one. Nope. My prediction's simple, New England. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I'll, I'll well, say Well, give some, me a score. Give me a score. 20 to 16. Okay. 20 to 17. 20 to 17 pats for you, and I'm going to say I I can't give them a lot. I'll say the Patriots 28, Broncos 13. I'm not saying the Broncos defense is not going to lay down. They're they're not giving up more than that. So 28-13 is my final. I just think. I can see a pick six 
or a fumble yeah, recovery. Something. Or, you know, they, the Pats get the ball inside the 30, and that helps. See, if I'm a Bronco fan, every time he drops back, I, I am, like, shaking. Because you don't want him to get hit, because if he gets hit, he could fumble it. And Bill Belichick, who we haven't mentioned this entire time, you could say all you want about the Patriots and their past and the cheating and so on and so forth. This guy knows how to game plan. And I think he's seen Peyton Manning a lot. We're talking about, what, the 17th meeting between these two? Brady Manning 17, so yeah. So I'm pretty sure Belichick... uh, And it could be 18 times for Belichick because I don't recall if they played the season Brady was out when Matt Castle was a kid. Yeah, Yeah, I can't remember either. And it could be Belichick Manning 19-20-21 because you've got to remember Peyton was in the league for three full seasons. Before Brady took okay, over. So, so there you go. So Patriots, once again, will be emblazoned in one of the Super Bowl end zones, much to my chagrin. I just I just want I want new blood. It's almost over. Uh, the fact that this is Brady Manning 17 means it's almost over. Tom, what's he going to play, another three years? Tops? I mean, he's, and 30, again, he's 36 years old himself. Going back to what I said on Tuesday, this is your fault, Jets. Your fault. Because you could be in this scenario right now, in Foxborough, with a chance to exercise the demons. You didn't beat Buffalo. And you didn't beat Buffalo. So, you know, I took the hit. Yeah. I took the hit for saying go out there and beat the Patriots. Now you could take the hit for not beating Buffalo once again. And you know what? I told EJ, Gentile, huge Jet fan who also works for Yes. I said, you know, at the beginning of that game in the first half, as a Giant fan, I was actually sitting back watching, kind of smirking like, oh, here we go. The Jets are going to blow it. But as the game went on, second half, I found myself rooting for them to come back because I actually wanted to see them make the playoffs. I mm-hmm. did. Yeah. I did. And it's it, terrible. Absolutely terrible. All right. Well, whatever. Moving on. That's, that's old news. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Moving on to the NFC. The uh, Panthers and the Cardinals meet for the second time in two years. They've had some big games in the playoffs. They have. Never, you know, never even thought of it because the Cardinals and the Panthers, I mean, who would think? But recently, you know, they've had some history here in the uh, second season. Last January, Carson Palmer was hurt, so he watched, who was it, Drew Stanton? Drew Stanton, I believe. Drew Stanton. It might have even been Ryan Lindley or something because I think Stanton was banged yes, up. Yes, he was banged too, up yeah. too. You're absolutely right. So 27-16. Uh, the Panthers won in the wild card meeting last year. Panthers wild card. Panthers exercised their Seahawk demons. They beat Seattle last week, and they lost mm-hmm. to Seattle last that was, year. That was that was the one where the Panthers hosted a, cha- a game at seven eight and one because they won the disaster that was the South, <laughs> and Arizona had to come across the country. It's the uh, first ever meeting between Heisman winners in the playoffs. I was shocked by this. Andre Ware and Gino Toretta never hooked up in the playoffs. No, shockingly. And you know what, Jason White and. Uh, and what's his face from USC never did either. Matt Leinart. Matt Leinart, yeah. yeah. Poor Matt Leinart. Uh, second Super Bowl appearance for either team. So whoever gets there, it'll be their second yeah. trip. Uh, Carson Palmer, right behind Brady. He had 35 touchdowns and 104.6 passer rating. Both of those are career highs for him. Kill a cam. The cards, uh, that was Palmer. Oh. Uh, the cards with a league high f- over 408 yards per game, scoring just over 30 and a half points per game, which is second in the league. 
Cards come in with a 7-1 record on the road. Now, the Panthers, just get all these numbers out of the way first. They were first in the league, 31.3 points per game, just above the Cards. And the Patriots, surprise, surprise, were right in that mix as well. Cam Newton, right behind, uh, actually tied with Palmer for 35 touchdown passes, but Newton became the first quarterback to throw for 35 and to rush for 10 more. Guy's a beast. Mm. My father-in-law, he looks at me, how big is Cam Newton? I said, he's, he's big. Kill a Cam. It's, it's not fair how big he is. Um, it's amazing you fit out of those windows when you were stealing laptops and get kicked out of the University of Florida. It's amazing. You're just bitter. A little bit. Still. A little bit. Panthers, only unbeaten team at home. And, uh, you know, the Cardinals are known to blitz a lot. They're going to, you know, need to bring some pressure, hopefully force him in. Like, Cam's not the kind of guy that's going to put up a 350 game on you. Just not going to happen. Well, he will, but not, it, it, not against a good team. Usually not needed. Yeah, he'll do it against New Orleans. Yeah. He'll get into a shootout with them. Um, but he had 18 touchdown passes. I got this stat from NFL.com in blitz situations. So, And that was a league high. I guess that's a sabermetric in football. But, um, look, if you send pressure, obviously, if you send pressure at a guy like Cam Newton, uh, and going back to my days watching the Randall Cunningham-led Eagles against the Giants, uh, you better have not one, but two Hawks making sure they keep yep. an eye on him. Because if he doesn't kill you with his arm, he's going to kill you with his And they're arm. missing one of their ball Hawks in the secondary as well in Tyran Matthew. Right. Um, the Honey Badger do care. He's out. This game has two teams. He is tweeting about Stacey Dash, yeah. though. Well, she's a whole hot mess unto herself. Um, <sighs> these two teams both have very good defenses in addition to their high-scoring offenses. The problem is, I think in this game, especially in Carolina, it's going to be chilly there this weekend. A little bit of snow, maybe. I don't know. Wow. It's going to be chilly in Carolina. Look out. Uh, Look out for that flake. I think this game's going to be a shootout. I really do. Really? I really do. You know, you can say what you want about Jay Stu and how he looked, you know, a little gimpy. He had the one big run, but the – the Panthers' running game was mostly Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they had 140 yards rushing outside of Cam Newton, and half of them came on the first drive. And then, you know, David Johnson's been a beast all year since since taking over. But Thomas Davis, Luke Keekley, that interior front, Jared Allen on the edge, it's, it's going to have to be a shootout. There's going to be a lot of balls in the air. There's going to be a lot of touchdowns. We've seen we've seen the Panthers in three of the last six weeks run out to this big lead, and then their defense gets almost lax, and the Giants came all the way back on them, and yeah. Seattle almost did. So, you know, if that happens again for some reason, you know? I mean, that game was 31-0 at halftime, and they didn't score another point. Well, look, I'm not saying that the Arizona Cardinals wide receiving core is, you know, akin to the Smurfs or I forget what the uh, – was that the Redskins who were called the Smurfs? No, they were the fun bunch. And then you had the Dolphins who – I think they were the – no, the, the, the Broncos back in the day were the Smurfs, I think. 
You're talking about the Gary Clark? No, the I'm getting Gary all these Clark. nicknames jumbled up. But you know what I mean. The Dolphins had Duper and Clayton. Yep. The, the Broncos had... Um, God. I know Vance Johnson was there. Mark Jackson. Um, You're talking about the, the, the Gary Clark Redskins era? There yeah, 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 yeah. Art yeah, Monk? Yeah. Yes, 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 Those yes, guys? yes. Uh, so uh, they're not in that ilk. But they are also not the Seattle Seahawks. But yeah, Larry Fitzgerald is having a career renaissance, and Brown, the that, Brown, both Browns. That's the point I'm. I'm and getting Floyd at are yeah. John you know, Brown, Michael Floyd. What's the other? Jerron Brown is the fourth receiver. David Johnson, Darren Fells. My call. My call on this one. Is, I'm going 35-31 Carolina. Wow. Okay. Uh, 35-31 Carolina. See, and they, they will get a chance to exercise the demons from their first Super Bowl when Jake Dahomey coughed it up. Yeah, Jake Dahomey, number 17 in your program. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy after beating the Eagles in the NFC Championship I, that year. I love Jake Dahomey. Say something funny. Hello? Um, all right. Uh, I, I, this is tough. This is a tough one because the Panthers have been – Yvonne Drago-esque at times with teams. And they've been Spider-Rico-esque at yes, times. Yes, they, they've been... Spider-Rico. <laughs> they've, like, everything they hit, they destroy. And then there's other games where you're like, wait a minute, is this the same team? And Lou brought up the Giant game, and I'm going to bring it up again. I mean, you could sit here and say maybe they took their foot off the gas. Maybe they were playing on their heels most of the second uh, half, mainly the fourth quarter. doesn't matter. It happened, and they almost limped out of Giant Stadium with a loss. And yeah. let me tell you right now, against the 32nd-ranked defense, that would have been a that would have been a tough one to take. I'm not saying it would have helped the Giants get in the playoffs, but that would have been a tough one to take for the Panthers. And if you look at it, the, the Giants <laughs> were seconds away, either way, from beating, you know, two of the top three teams in the NFL this year. They almost ended me- the Patriots' undefeated let, run, let and me, they almost ended the Panthers' undefeated run. Let, let, me, run, let me run this down for you, because the Panthers are 16-1. Hit me, and one. hit me. The Panthers are 16-1, and one, yes. counting the playoff win. Their wins, the, the, this, is, this is not a team just, that's been dominant. Just illustrative. This is not as yeah. do, a team that's as dominant as the record appears. 20-9 over Jacksonville opening week. 24-17 over a just awful Texans team at the time. 27-22 against the Saints. 37-23 against the Bucks week four. Uh, spoiler alert on that one. That's their second biggest win of the season. Yeah. 27-23 over Seattle, which and what was a great game. 27-16 over the Eagles in a game that was much closer than that it for was. a lot of it. It was. 29-26 in OT over the Colts. Oof. Without Hass- Andrew Luck. Hasselbeck was yeah. probably playing quarterback. 37-29 over the Packers. 27-10 over the Titans, who were... God awful. Yeah. 44-16 over the Redskins is their biggest win of the season. That was Thanksgiving, uh, the weekend before Thanksgiving. 33-14 over a terrible Cowboys team on Thanksgiving Day. Uh-huh. 41-38 against the Saints. Uh-huh. 38-zip against the Falcons. That's their, their biggest win of the season. Which, I mean, really, the Falcons... 38-35 the next week against the Giants. Then they lose to the Falcons 20-13. to After beating them 38-0. And come back and wax the Bucks 38-10. So they had a three-week stretch 
a four-week stretch, I guess, technically, where they were unstoppable. They, they, they hammered a bad Titans team. They beat a Redskins team that was right about to go on their run to win the NFC East. They hammered the Cowboys, a bad team. The Saints they got into a shootout with, and then they hammered the Falcons, and then the bottom fell out. They almost lose to the Giants. They do lose to the Falcons. Yeah, so having... This is not a team that's dominated no, a lot of good teams. Having, having heard you say that, I, I hate doing it, but I'm going, I'm going Panthers. Um, the game I want to see is not going to be the game that actually is going to happen. I, I'd really rather see Broncos and Cardinals. At least it's, you know, different flavor. And, you know, the Cardinals kind of, because of last year and all the injuries they had to deal with, much like the Steelers this year, like if the Steelers made a run next year and made the Super Bowl, I'd feel happy for them because if they were healthy this year, they probably could have gotten there. Um, and same thing with the Cardinals last year. You know, Carson Palmer actually gets a shot to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on him, but unfortunately, they're running into a guy in Cam Newton who I just don't think uh, he's he's a freak. And I think if the Panthers need a big play late, he's he's going to get it for him. Yep. He's thrown some passes this year, Lou. Again, uh, the red zone has had me see a lot of highlights from a lot of different teams, and yep. some of the passes he's thrown like. He'll come three-quarter, he'll get it under a hand, through two defenders, and right to the chest of his receiver. I mean, the guy is amazing. And he's throwing. He might not put up, like I said, the big-time numbers that you expect the elite quarterbacks to put up, but he's doing other things. He's running the 10 rushing touchdowns. When they, when they need a big first down, who's rumbling down the field to get that first down and sliding for a first? I mean, this guy. Killer Cam. This is the guy that when he came out of college – People thought he would grow into in the NFL, and other teams were extremely scared of this happening. And you are seeing it for the first time this year, everything coming together for him. And it's not a fluke. This guy is good at what he does. And I just don't think the Cardinals are going to have enough. I want them to win, but I I agree with my partner, and I want to say 38-34. He's, you got to remember, he's, 38-34, and I think they score late to win it. He's throwing to Ted Ginn, whose hands have bounced him yeah. around the NFL. And he's throwing to Jericho Cotchery yes. and Corey Brown. Yes. And, I mean, and, and Devin Bunches of Funches. And they were 15-1. and one. Yeah. It, you can't. Again, but you know what? Again, like I, like I <laughs> ran down that thing. Now, the Colt, did the Colts finish 8-8 eight and eight or 7-9? and nine? I, I forget. I think 7-9 and nine because... So even if you count them among teams that finished 500 or better, the Panthers played. Yeah. I'll just count them for the sake of it. They beat the Texans by seven, the Seahawks by four, the Colts by three in overtime, Packers by eight, Redskins by 28. That's the outlier. The Falcons by 38, then lost to the Falcons by seven and beat the Seahawks by seven last week. So minus that red that red Redskins game, Colts were eight and eight. Okay, so minus that Redskins game, the, the Colts were the Colts and, and Falcons were five hundred. But of the teams they played over five hundred, minus that Redskins game, they they didn't win a single game by more than a possession. They beat the Bucks twice. Yeah, who they finished beat, six and ten. They beat the Saints twice, who finished seven and nine. Seven and nine. They split with the Falcons, who finished eight, eight and eight, eight. But they started what five and zero. Oh. Five and zero. Oh. Uh, they lost to, they beat the Packers. They finished 10 and six. Mm -hmm. They, the teams over 500 they played were the Packers, the Seahawks, the Redskins, Mm -hmm. 
Um, and that's yeah. That's that's and then the Seahawks again. Sorry, Redskins fans, but that's a stretch. And the Texans. And the Texans. That's a stretch too. Who started what? One and five. One and five. Yeah. Two and five. Yeah. Two and five. Both the Texans and the Chiefs were two and five at the end of October, and they met in the first. They met in the the first round of playoffs. And the Falcons were five and zero in October (laughs) and and didn't make didn't sniff the playoffs. So, see, I I like that about the NFL, and I like the parity, but. so what I say, 38-34. So we have Panthers-Patriots, a little redo of the what, – what, what year was that? I believe that would be 2005 into six. And the Steelers-Seahawks was the next year, right? Yeah. So, yeah, a little redo of the 2005 season, 2006 Super Bowl um, between the Panthers the and the Pats. And I won a lot of money. Final you did win the pool. You won the pool, the right? Final yeah. score of that game, and I I got my box numbers, and I was like two and nine. Ugh, that's terrible. Thirty-two twenty-nine. There you go. Make it rain. Now, as we talk about this, I will not be watching either championship game why? with my full attention. Oh, I know and why. I, I would like Me to. Too. I would like to take the NBA to task on this. Please do, because. I what don't know t- wait, what, what Taylor's thinking. What time does the game start? The the championship game. No, not not the championship. Three thirty. The basketball game. The, the Nets Oklahoma City game begins at three thirty. Oh my good lord! It is not the ABC game. <sighs> Which means why is it starting at three thirty? Why are you starting a non nationally televised game? That no in, one in the window of either championship game. No one is watching. Nets Thunder. No one's watching no one. the Nets anyway, no one's let alone now. Game. No one's watching the game. It, it makes no sense. And this is, this is something I, I found hilarious a few weeks back, the week before Christmas when Minnesota came to town. It was the Nets' lone 1 o'clock Sunday start yep, all I was season. Here. Mm-hmm. On a week where the Jets were playing the Patriots at mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They started the game at, at 1 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So that game was in the same window as Jets-Patriots. Good luck. What was the rating on that one? Yeah. 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 Y- yeah. Come on, NBA. Really? Any game scheduled Super Bowl Sunday? <laughs> Around well, 6 o'clock? Yeah, right? I mean, like, seriously? I understand, you know, the league's like, oh, well, people don't this and that. You got to be a little cognizant That's Sixers. That. 6.30. Yeah. 6.30. February 7th. Feb 7th. <laughs> to be to be to be followed by Lakers Pelicans. Oh my god. Um dun, 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 dun. I, I don't know if ABC has a game this week. I'm assuming they do in the 330 window, which they always do. There should be no more than one NBA game tipping off between three o'clock and ten o'clock on Sunday. No. The NHL doesn't even play on on football Sundays early in the season. Because they're smart. They get killed anyway. Right. What the hell are they going to put games up against NFL games so, for? You know what? If every game, if, if there's a, all the games were 1 o'clock, maybe the 1, 3, 30, 5, 30, 8 o'clock, somewhere in the national window, one or two games, and then the West Coast game starting at 10 would yeah, be fine. that's fine. But 3.30 makes no Especially, sense. like, I, I, I'd love to see, I wonder, do the Nuggets play on Sunday? Do the Nuggets or the Celtics play on Sunday? No, I let's don't, take a look. It have let's, to be a back to back because the Nets, the Nets play the Nuggets, the Nets play the Nuggets on the eighth. On the eighth, 
No, I mean on this Sunday, not oh this Sunday. This Sunday, no, I, the Nets play know. the Nuggets on the Circus Strip. Yeah, I don't know, but they wouldn't know that the Broncos were going to be in the championship. I mean, you can change game times. It's a Sunday, I guess. Let's see. So we're going to the NBA schedule here, and bear with us as we use our phones in this clo- um, in this closet we use as a podcast room. Yeah, you should see the the pictures. I I, I should tweet them out, but I won't. Um, it's pretty much a just think the worst episode of Hoarders, <laughs> and if that threw up in this room, without the mouse poop, there's none of that. Well, as, my phone is going batty, but see. we'll see. I'll, I'll post it on the Facebook page when I when I put okay. up this show. Just what the schedule for the Nuggets, the Celtics, Charlotte doesn't have a basketball team, and the Suns, but nobody cares about the Suns anyway. So interesting to see what times their games are and if they can be moved out of a window where they're going to get a zero rating. Zero. Yeah. Goose eggs. The, the, everybody's watching football. Maybe somebody in Oklahoma City will be tuned into the Thunder and Nets. Maybe. Well, probably. They don't necessarily have a dog in the fight. But I, I just... I, I with, with, the way the, with the way every sport schedules games so that they get the maximum possible TV exposure... And the reason the Major League Baseball playoffs take four and a half weeks to make sure every game is seen on TV and nothing interferes outside of extra innings or long games. It's just amazing that the NBA, this is now twice the Nets have had a scheduled game, one that many people might anticipate seeing. Minnesota was KG, Carl Anthony Towns. You know, this game is obviously the one chance you have to see Kevin Durant in Brooklyn this year. And they're just in windows where nobody's going to be watching. There's three games scheduled, Thunder Nets and Mavericks Rockets, both 3.30 tip-off. <laughs> They're starting a game at 6 o'clock, Raptors and Clippers. 6 o'clock in Toronto? Yes. I understand why that game can't be played at 1 o'clock. You don't want to have the Clippers playing a 10 a.m. Pacific game. And charges will not be filed against the Roldis Chapman. Excellent. I understand why that might be, but Mavericks Rockets at three thirty, you can't make that a one o'clock game, even a one thirty. All three games should be one o'clock, all three of them. Yeah, I, it doesn't make any sense. Odell Beckham Jr. is the offensive player of the year. Maybe put Raptors Clippers at eight, even. You know, you're at halftime of the second game, but wow. Come on, NBA. you got to be smarter than that. Uh, Let me just read this to you really quick. The Yankees pitcher won't face charges for a domestic dispute with his girlfriend, which happened last October. Chapman was accused of firing shots during the dispute. We are pleased that the police took the time to fully investigate the matter and have concluded that charges were not warranted, said his lawyer. That from uh, ESPN, the app. Okay. That doesn't mean that MLB won't still suspend him potentially. This is true. But... But that is good news. But that also means that their suspension can't be ridiculously lengthy because they have no criminal charges to go. Correct. Okay. Correct. But that can work outside the Yankees' favor in the fact that he won't be under Yankees' control for another year. Right. As we've discussed, it's very very possible that he gets traded somewhere come July. Yes. And, and anyway. So it's it's an interesting situation. Spin him first starter. And I'm sure there'll be more talk about that on the final hot stove of the season tonight on the Yes Network. Yeah, before, Spoiler alert. Before plug, plug, we plug. move everything to... Uh, yeah, there'll be three episodes in Tampa once Tampa. pitchers and catchers report for that week and a half. Yeah. That uh, 
pitchers and catchers report, and then the following Monday, and then on that next Thursday, players report. So, Lou, we've moved into overtime once again. We have. So, uh, being as that we have reached the magic half hour plus ten and a half, there'll be some cuts made in there in the the segment where we had to look up NBA schedules. Just to that's fine on time, but that's fine. Yeah, but uh, you'll never know it though because it'll just appear like a smooth podcast, and you weren't here live. <laughs> Think about that. Yeah, magic. You you're doing magic for the magic half hour. I, I like it. The, the the whole tie in there is tremendous. But we've done it. Two more. Two more in the bag. Uh, we'll see you uh, next week. We'll be back on Monday. For some more hijinks and hilarity, we'll get a uh, – I like that on Monday because everything will be fresh. Yep. We can break down the conference break down championship the championship We can talk teams. about whatever happens with Snowmageddon 16. Yeah, and we'll talk about the Nets and Thunder because, you know, both Somebody's of us – Somebody's got to. Both of us will have to be locked into that while the championship games are going on. Uh, hopefully, Glenn G and Grandy will be here that day and – he and Seth Rothman could tag team writing every show for me. Well, they can't. I already went through this because Donnie's here, so I have to pay attention. Can't even. We can also talk. I can't about, even mail it in because Donnie Marshall's here with me on Sunday. We can also talk about uh, the John Scott situation, which we haven't gone into as of yet. Uh, get a little hockey. Maybe we can get Seth Rothman on to talk about that next week. The 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 travesty that is the NHL All Star Game. And John Scott. Whoa. And I know you're looking at me quizzically, so I'll fill you in off the air. But okay. We can talk about that on Monday as well. All right. So that sounds like a solid half hour from Monday. Yeah, already produced on Thursday. Fantastic. Who needs guests? Yeah, who needs guests? But we can call Seth. That would be cool. Um, All right. That does it. Thanks for listening once again. And, uh, oh, I have to, before I forget, I know it's the end of the podcast and I made him listen all the way through, but I have to give a quick shout out to uh, someone who. a, A tweet? Well, he listens all the time. So I have to – John G., John G., who, who is under the handle We Must Be Nets. Oh, yes, our good friend We Must Be Nets. He, he is a big-time – Supporter of the Chris show. Chris Sheeran Show podcast supporter. Yes. Uh, and remember, if you can't be an athlete, be an athletic supporter. So thank right. you. Thank you, John and G. And run the hamster wheel at Barkley Center in the middle of Double Dare Night. Repeat, there was a hamster wheel. There was? Yeah, they did snick. Who got to do I, it? I don't know. I didn't really ask Devin. I was home. I saw Brooke Lopez got slimed on the big screen. Yeah. Did he say, I don't know? Because. I think he would have had to, right? Yeah. Or water. Ugh. Hey, Barth. Moose. It was definitely. Uh, Lisa, Kevin Kubicheski, Alistair. Wow. Yeah. I watched a lot of You Can't Do That on oh, Atlantis yes, Morissette. Atlantis Morissette was on it, too. Yeah. But yeah, they had Nickelodeon night at. Barkley Center, I yeah, believe, I last Friday. I didn't read too much as a kid. I, I'm, like, brought up on happy days. Yeah. And what's happening and good times and the Jeffersons and Sanford and Son. And yeah. 70s and 80s sitcoms are what raised me, pretty much. The Brady Bunch. Hmm. Explains a lot. It does, doesn't it? I am just... That's why I'm the idiot and lose the savant. There you go. And on that note, take care, everybody. Bye-bye.